0: one two one two all right here we go what's up everybody i want to welcome y'all in um this is one on one we we back into it man we back into it i'm trying to get everything back rolling you know um i want to make sure that we have um some good guests for you guys i've been reaching out to a a, a ton of guys just wanted to make sure we have some good guys coming on so we could give you guys some good information. I'm just going to check through, periodically throughout this um, live, just making sure that um, we have good audio because, I mean, you guys pretty much not here to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm just hosting. I'm just presenting. But uh, I'm making sure that, um, again, we have some good guys. Today we have Carlton Aiken. And uh, Carlton is... Um, a guy who played at Paulsboro uh wind up going division one his story is real interesting man I've been I've been watching this guy for a very long time before the whole you know blow up of Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff but I've been watching this guy for a very long time um throughout this once I bring him on just let me know if you guys hear echo or anything I really appreciate that but um I always want to say Aiken's with an S. I don't know why Black folk do that. We always do that. We we put an S on the end of everything, man. But um, it's it's Carlton Aiken. And before I bring him on, I just want y'all to take a quick look at some of his uh, highlights. Like I, I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I said, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out.
1: Count cash on a private plane. Count cash on a private plane. Uh. Couple ends up, sound Couple ends up sound mm-hmm. no time to explain. man no time to explain. <laughs> plane. wood uh, grain. Support, the pilot by the name. Uh. Hey, I'll fly out of Spain. got a little fame. No. ain't no cap my game. <laughs> range, range. Quick, I can let it bang. Nigga, I, the I Alright, really hey. the uh, the
0: the there you go. You saw those highlights, man. I'ma tell y'all what's amazing about those highlights, even more than some of the plays he was making. We'll get to it in a little bit, but um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let me see if I can do this, man. Let me make sure I can do this. Carlton, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, sir, man. Welcome on. Um, thanks for coming in, um, taking time out of your busy day. I know college a- athletes, uh, your days are, are pretty uh, jam-packed. So uh, what, what did your day consist of today, or, or what's your normal day like? Um,
2: normally – uh, well appreciate you for having me on the show
0: yes uh, sir that's
2: the first thing definitely want you know shout out love everything that you're doing um but normally our day consists of um some people wake up at seven o'clock and they have uh 7 a.m lifts my lift is around ten thirty um because i'm an older guy they let us sleep in a little bit and then uh from there probably go um to the calf. some people have like uh tutor study hours stuff like that i'm in grad school now so i don't have to do um, study hours and stuff like that no more. But usually go to the calf and then from the calf we have meetings at twelve thirty and then um twelve thirty to around I'll say like two thirty. That's when we uh two thirty is when we start practice and it's like two thirty from five. Um it's like our practice window. And then after that I usually go in right after practice and watch film with my coach. And then um yeah that's pretty much it. Hit the hit hit the hay around like nine o'clock, ten o'clock.
0: That's a that is a jam-packed schedule. So, um let let's we going to start off with your earlier days, you know, your youth days. Um where where did you play youth ball at um through, throughout your, your youth ages and what what age did you even start playing football at?
2: Uh so I started playing football um when I was 7 in 2005. And I'm actually from uh Philly. Um mm-hmm. so I played for Upper Dublin Cardinals. That's where my dad went to high school. He went to Upper Dublin, so um played football for Upper Dublin. Until I was about in eighth grade, and then um, then I went to Springfield Township High School my freshman year.
0: Okay, so how did the transition get? To, listen, it's, it's probably a lot of Paulsboro people in here. You know the Red <laughs> Raider fans. They 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 they, they fanatic. They probably some of the the fest, the best um, fan base around when it comes to the game of high school football in the area. So how how did you transition? Yeah um get you to paulsboro high school
2: um so when i was about in seventh or eighth grade well seventh and eighth grade i had went to uh isaac redmond um that's my cousin um through marriage so i went to isaac's camp and um i was talking to uh coach farrell wayne farrell you know another paulsboro legend i was talking to him and he's a coach he's a coach at paulsboro he was like you should you should transfer over here um, I was looking to transfer anyway, this after my freshman year. So he was like, You you should uh you should transfer over here. We don't have a quarterback.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the time I'm living in Philly and I was like, dang, I had to transfer all the way to like a school in New Jersey. Um, but you know, it worked out. So everything worked out. Um, and I made the transition to Paulsboro, uh, my sophomore year after my freshman year. And then um yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much it. I mean the the rest is pretty much history for Paulsboro. Actually, no, I, I didn't even start the first year I got to Paulsboro. I was I was J V quarterback, uh and that's when we were still
0: went running that wing T. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they used to run down on folks run, running that wing yeah. T. <laughs> listen, Paul's bro is good for uh having really good quarterbacks that can run the rock. They they're really good yeah. for having really good running backs. Um, they have some mm-hmm. great players uh throughout the Paul's. I don't, I don't know how they how they do it, man. I mean <laughs> oh, yeah. let's just be realistic. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um great area so so your your whole recruitment process um being at Paulsboro they were running a wing T to transition to a, d- a little bit different style offense how was mm-hmm. your recruitment and and when did it start picking up for you
2: um so when i when yeah so when i first got to Paulsboro we had ran the wing T and in my mm-hmm. junior year that's when we had made the transition uh we had a coach a new coach come in coach uh coach cortez coach lex Lips Cortez, and he came in. He had the idea to run the spread, no huddle offense. And uh, by the grace of God, Coach Howard listened to him, (laughs) Um, and then we made that transition. So right, it was about after my junior season. um, Had a pretty solid junior season. That's when the recruiting process started to kick up. Um, Got a couple offers. Um, My first offer was like I had pretty good grades, so my first offer was from Cornell University. And then over that summer, I picked up um, a pretty good good amount of offers from the FCS level. So it was like uh, New Hampshire. Um, I wish my dad was here. That It was like New Hampshire, Stony Brook, um, CCSU, obviously Monmouth came in late. Um, Maine came in late and then, um, yeah, so that was like junior uh, end of junior year, summer going into senior year. And then, um, then I decided to go to, to uh,
0: CCSU. Okay. So CCSU is central Connecticut state, which is a D- division one school, correct? Mm-hmm. University. Yep. So, I mean, during that process, what kind of led you there? I mean, this I, I just came through – and before you get to that, I just came through the process. Um, my son is a freshman at at, at Assumption. Um, right. Going through the process, it's always easier when you're a coach and you're giving advice to people to where you think they, they would fit or uh, where they would land. And I want to thank you because I did reach out to you and ask you about uh, pace as well. But – um. Mm-hmm. What what led you to uh, Central Connecticut State?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing was just looking at the quarterbacks that they had on the roster, mm-hmm. and then seeing their play type, and then watching a bunch of film. Um, I think the biggest thing was seeing how uh, how much how many years of eligibility the two guys that they had on the roster at the time had left, because right. everybody wants to play early. Um, so I looked at their play type, um, looked at how many years they had left, and then. Then it came down to like, uh, you know, what, how good the school was academically, um, if it was the right fit, how far it was, how far away it was from my house, um, and everything like that. So it it felt good there. Um, the coach, mm-hmm. Coach Rosamondo, was the head coach at the time. He's now at uh, Charlotte, but he uh, he actually played against my dad in college. So that whole entire thing, like that little rivalry that they had going on, it was like a it was like a nice you know connection with that. I felt at home. So that's why I wanted to. Uh, that's why I committed there.
0: So you get there. Um, you, did did you play? Did you did you compete for uh, playing time when you when you first got there?
2: When I first got there, no, I didn't. When I first got there, uh, during that summer, I was I was in over my head. I had no idea what the college <laughs> playing college quarterback was like. Uh, just everything that you had to know, the 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 playbook that we had. I don't know if it was out because I was a freshman or, but that playbook was definitely still the hardest out of all the spots. I've been that was definitely the hardest playbook that I had to try to, uh, try to understand and learn. Um, so my first, that summer going into the season, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't compete for a starting job. I was uh, named second string. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was cool. I got to travel and go everywhere and, you know, sitting on the meetings and, you know, be on the two deep when they would send out the stuff, but, um, but no, I didn't. I didn't play. I've I redshirted the whole entire year. And that's probably one of the best things that, that ever happened to
0: me. So the, the whole red shirt process, because, you know, you, you I mean, you know, you you you're not too far removed. Everybody comes in. Like you said, you wanted to play early. Yeah. You know, they hit you with the red shirt because you you didn't play. Was that hard, mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow? I mean, you just said it it was time that you needed. But at at the time when it was going on, was that a hard pill for you to swallow?
2: Yeah, looking back, it's definitely uh, I'm glad it happened. But during the time I I was a little frustrated because, um, you know, coaches, they're always like, oh, you can come in and play like you have the opportunity to come in and play. So that's what I was thinking. Um, But during the time, it was like I was frustrated, but I understood it because, like I said, I, I knew at the time I was in. Way over my head. Um, it was hard to understand our playbook. So I can't even imagine trying to, you know, strategize uh, against defenses and stuff like that. Um, but I was behind a, a really good quarterback and Jake Dolagala. He's actually with the Dolphins right now. Um, wow. So he was one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah. He's, he's, I guess you could say he is the best quarterback in CCSU history. So just, uh, just able to, you know, learn behind him. We were two different types of quarterbacks. He was a pocket passer, but um, just, just able to watch him and how he studied and everything like that. Um, I definitely, at the time I I had no, I had no problem with it. Um, Of course I wanted to play, but I I understood.
0: Yeah. That's always a a hard um, pill for guys to, to, to swallow when they go in, you know, they were a man in high school, youth, youth ball. Nine times out of 10, if you, if you played at the division one level, you were either one of the top three players on your team so right. going to a Division One school, you're already thinking, you know what? I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna play right away. But um, like you just expressed, this is learning a playbook, and you were kind of, you know, um, shell shocked when you first got the playbook and yeah. everything else that goes into it. Right? It's just not like picking up the football and just playing yeah. right away. Not so you you were there, and and what what led to not what led to the transfer, but you know, you wind up transferring to to Pace, right? Uh, what no. Was the, what, was, what was the process?
2: So, so actually, I had. So it was about the springtime. So it was about spring, uh, two thousand seventeen. It was right after my freshman fall. Um, I started to get a little bit homesick. Um, was battling a lot mentally. Um, was starting the early like stages of depression that I had went through. Um, so that summer was really tough for me. I was away from uh, away from my family. Was away from my family uh, for my birthday. I had just turned. 19 i believe um so i was just battling a lot um just mentally and so i I stayed i was talking to my parents about it i actually didn't want to go back this is right after uh summer session two so everybody comes up for the summer there's right after summer session two i had a break and i didn't want to go back to ccsu i was like listen whatever you got to do please don't let me go back like i I don't like it there i I was just battling a lot and they were like we can transfer after the after the season Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so i was like okay cool i went back and i was there for three weeks in camp and um it was, I just hit my breaking point and I called my dad crying and I was like listen like I, I gotta get out of here I just can't do it anymore I like I am I was contemplating just not playing football anymore I was like listen I just I just gotta get out of here um so he had called um my trainer Bernard Abrams coach Abe shout out to coach Abe he had called coach Abe and he was like listen we need to get a plan together for Carlton to transfer somewhere and then coach Abe was like all right I'll reach out to a couple um, a couple of schools to see, uh, where he could go. And then he, he, then he was like, Oh wait, he's like, I just talked to uh, the quarterback coach at Lackawanna, uh, last week and they're looking for a quarterback because one of their quarterbacks had just transferred during camp as well. Mm. Uh, it was a crazy story. God bless this story. But, uh, uh, (laughs) so everything worked out. I had told the coaches at CCSU, I was like, listen, um, I'm just going through a lot. Like I, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, it's nothing against you guys. It's nothing that you guys did. Um, it's not a, about the competing or anything like that. Um, I was like, it's just de- definitely something I'm going through right now mentally that I didn't even understand at the time. I was like, I'm just going through a lot. I don't know what's going on, but um, I think I'm going to just step away from the program and, and transfer. Um, so they understood. They thought it was because um, I wasn't named the stud or anything like that, but that definitely wasn't it. Um, so I made the trans- transition to Lackawanna like two weeks before the season. And
0: uh, that was the next step in my journey going JUCO. All right, so hold on. This story, this is uh, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you. Um, oh, yeah. Because I knew you had a, a, a different story than than a lot of a lot of people out there. You know, it's a lot of kids right now. They get ready to um, for you know college. They're worried about getting offers. They haven't been offered yet, and they want to go only D one and. Mm. That whole step. But this part of the process is never really talked about. So that's why I wanted to mm-hmm. bring you in. So you go from um, Division One now to Juco. I'm a Juco guy too. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we Our stuff wasn't as good as Lackawanna back in 1998. <laughs> but but <laughs> that Juco, Juco is, is you, you got to be a special guy to come out of Juco. So how was your experience yeah. at uh, Lackawanna? shoof uh
2: it was <laughs> it was special it was rough it's uh mm-hmm. you can only imagine like going from d1 and mm-hmm. then going to a place where you know first of all shout out to Lakamana because they have one of the better systems uh in in the nation for juco um mm-hmm. just how they put everything together with the meal plan and housing and, and things like that because some jucos don't have a meal plan or housing so shout out to them but um but it was rough it was different not having a locker room having to keep your pads outside of your uh outside of your dorm room, um, all guys dorm room. It was about 200 of us having to walk about a mile to practice on some train tracks. And then you got the field that's like lopsided, grass field, Mm. um, like 13 hour bus rides away to, uh, for away games because, because we couldn't, uh, like buy flights and stuff like that. Um, it was rough and I wasn't, and I still wasn't playing at the time. So I went from, you know, backup competing, uh, in my second year, right before I got to, to lack, um, compete for the starting job to when I got to the lack, I was like third string. Um, and I was playing like wildcat quarterback, playing receiver. I got a receiver highlight tape from my time at lack, uh, <laughs> playing running back, just doing anything I could just to get on the field. Um, yes. yeah, still battling, still battling depression a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. definitely was still going through it and being juco didn't help. Um, but you know, definitely definitely all a part of the story and you know god just see me see me through the whole entire way
0: right so man this is this is a story uh people listening i hope you guys are listening and you could talk to your kids have your kids watch this also i'll post it on the instagram um a little bit later so the younger guys get to get to watch this i, I know as a dad going through that process of um trying to figure out where you belong you know, you talk up. You talk about um, your time at, at at you know Central Connecticut State and then at Lack. It's like early on, I was thinking about that with my son and going through it with him, trying to figure out like what's the right fit. Should we go JUCO? Should we, you know, just take what you got? Should we wait the the you know the whole COVID stuff going on? Should we wait for the Division ones to come around or what should we do? So, you know, your process is one that. Listen, man, it, I, it, you're you're earning even more respect from me, bro. I mean, appreciate it. Shoot, oh, man. So you at Lack? You playing running back, receiver? You might be playing Mike linebacker, free safety. You <laughs> everywhere, right? <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. So, pretty much. So they they are right, you finally get your shot, right? So, you know, let let's. All right sort of kind of I mean <laughs>
2: so, yeah sort of kind of that so I, I love the coaches at lack uh you know I appreciate them for everything you know mm-hmm. that they tried tried to do I guess but when I came into lack I have four years left for eligibility so mm-hmm. in their mind and then I was sitting behind um Mike Dare who's he was a Rutgers transfer quarterback and now he well he was at St. Houston State so in their mind uh, not in my mind. They were like, "Are right, we going to have Carlton, you know, behind Mike for the for this fall, and then Carlton's going to come back again next year, and yeah. uh, and star. we're going to have him for two years, right?" Mm, but that's okay. not what what was in my plan. So that kind of looking back and after the season, I kind of understood what they were doing, especially during the recruitment process. But they were basically trying to like when coaches came around and they were asking like, um, and lack coaches were putting out the guys that they that were eligible to leave, um, they left my name out, even though I was eligible to, cause I had, I had graduated, I had my AA, they were leaving my name out. So, um, a lot of schools, um, a lot of schools were coming in and asking about me, but they were like, oh, he's coming back next year, he's coming back next year. So that kind of messed up my recruiting process. Um, and then I had to pretty much take recruiting into my own hands, which I was already used to from high school and, um, just my dad going through the recruiting process himself and everything mm-hmm. um, and his relationships that he had with people, um, put my stuff out and um, a good a good amount of schools had reached out to me. A couple lower level division ones, non-scholarship uh, conference. I think that's like the Pioneer League or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had uh, gave me offers and then um, Sacred Heart had gave me a partial and then it, it was down to Sacred Heart, um, IUP, who was like the number four division two school at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was PACE. And then pace was coming on pace was probably like the the worst division two school in america uh we didn't have it won a game in like i don't know how many years right um but uh but uh my dad my dad actually so my dad played college football he played college football at northeastern university he was a captain he played safety mm-hmm. he um he was coached by my head coach now coach rondo that was his position
0: coach oh wow position
2: coach in college so okay. When it came down to it, um, I had just got off the visit at IUP and I was about to commit. And it, my dad was like, listen, you know, Coach Rondo's a friend of mine. Take this offer. I mean, take take this uh, visit, take this official visit and then make a decision after that. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I've known Coach Rondo for a while. This wasn't my first time meeting him or anything like that. Like, I'm, I've known Coach Rondo since I was, like, 13. Um, so I went on the visit and then uh, I pretty much fell in love with the campus. It was way better than what I expected it to be. The facilities were great, great facilities. Um, great, you know, training room and uh, locker room and weight room. Everything was phenomenal. Brand new turf field. Um, the education was probably the biggest thing that that stood out to me. Um, Pace University, like New York and everything like that. It's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it came down to it, I was like, all right, I, I went on that visit and I was like, I, I think this is my new home. And, and the biggest thing um, was definitely the relationship that my dad had with Coach Rondo, and that's kind of what I wanted. Um, it was just an at-home feeling, just being coached by him was what I thought, and what it came to be it was like having, you know, being coached like another father figure. So that's pretty much what uh what went into that decision.
0: Man, so you you touched on so many topics in that that span of your commitment, right? You just touched mm-hmm. on. The division ones, which are non-scholarship division ones, mm. Mm. Um, because a lot of parents don't know about that, um, right? You know, going through the process, I'm fresh out of it, so i i didn't I didn't talk to all these schools. You talked about Cornell. <laughs> we talked to Cornell. We probably had some of the similar uh, experiences with schools, and and mm. uh, some of the schools even coming in late, like you know the yeah. the, 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 the the division 1s but we'll we'll go on with you know IUP they were mm-hmm. one of the top D2 schools they turned mm-hmm. over to become a division 1 school um and you talk about the partial scholarships with mm-hmm. Sacred Heart a lot of parents mm-hmm. don't know about the the partials they think that all yeah. D1s are are given out free free money that's what they think oh yeah so <laughs> oh, yeah. So when, when you start breaking it down with, um, you know, the, 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 the money part, the scholarship part, you know, the sacred mm-hmm. hearts and the, you know, pace, you don't have to say what, the, you know, what they did for you, but mm-hmm. was it comparable? Was it close? Was it, was it something that really made you think like, hold on, they're giving me this and they're giving me that. It, it, did that play a part of your decision? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that played uh, a huge part in the decision. Pace is um, good,
0: bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Pace yeah. Pace, they 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 doing their yeah. thing right now. <laughs> yeah, my coaches
2: definitely uh they definitely held it down at the time, even back then, before mm-hmm. uh just off the relationship and off the, you know, I guess I still had a kind of big name. Um they 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 hooked it up. They definitely mm-hmm. hooked it up more than um IUP was close. Um Sacred Heart, I think that at the time, I'm not sure how much it costs now, but I think it was a pretty expensive school. Mm-hmm. Um but um, but yeah, it was. Pace was head over head over heels. IUP or, or the other school, then obviously the non scholarship.
0: Right, right. So, so now you 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 make your commitment. You headed to Pace, a, a school that football. They they a little bit on the downswing. Yeah. You get there. Yeah. Going uh, in, what was your expectations going in? So.
2: Another another part I probably skipped over uh, during the recruitment process. I was at the point where, like, I competed and you know I lost, and then I came to lack, and it was like I didn't play, and I was already doing anything I could to get on the field. So I was at the point where I was like, I don't care where I go, <laughs> I'm just trying to play.
0: I want to so play. Yeah. That
2: definitely. <laughs> That definitely played a that definitely played a part in it as well, Cause that's kinda how I've been my whole entire life. Like even when I when I first transferred to Paulsboro, leaving Springfield, it was like, all right, I just wanna go somewhere I'm gonna play. I just wanna play, I just wanna play. Um 707 teams, I didn't play on NLG because they had all the top quarterbacks. I had played for VSA <laughs> with Coach Harvey, shout out to Coach Harvey, and I was like, I just wanna play. So when I first got the pace, um I was like, All right, this is easy. Like I can come in here, I'm gonna start, like boom, and I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna change the program around. That's what the conversation I had with my pop. Um, I was like, listen. When I leave pace, I'm gonna go down as one of the best players in school history. Like I'm gonna change this thing around. So, when I first, when I first stepped foot on pace, first practice day one, uh, we had just got done doing the run test, and I had a, uh, what happened? I had a heat stroke. I had a heat stroke, and I had to, I was rushed to the hospital. So this is the very first day, very first time I stepped foot on pace. First time the coaches had seen me. First co- time they see me run, everything like that, like I passed the run test and everything. But later that day, um, I was walking back to the dorm and I started throwing up. So they rushed me to the hospital. So they rushed me to the hospital and at the time they didn't know what was wrong with me. So they did EKGs and everything like that. And they said that my tropon- something levels were, um, that's what happens after you have a heart attack. Like they were so high that that's oh, what, wow. um, that's usually what happens after you have a heart attack. Um, mm. So they, so the doctor walked in, my head coach and my offensive coordinator were right there and the doctor walked in and said, well, I have uh, bad news. And I was like, oh boy, like what happened? He was like, you just had a heart attack. And I'm like, I had a heart attack. Like what are you talking about? I I feel fine. This is the very, very first day. So I'm like, I had a heart attack. I feel fine. He's like, you had a heart attack and you'll never be able to play football again. This is exactly what the back there, like Lord Mm -hmm. is my witness. This is everything that happened of my very first day. So, he said that, and I just start crying. I'm like, "What the heck? Like, this can't be real. Like, I'm finally getting my shot. This is everything I, I wanted?" And then, um, so my parents. So then, I spent the night in the hospital, and my parents came up the very next day. And I'm sitting on the, uh, I'm sitting laying down in the bed. I look up, my parents come in. I'm like, they didn't tell me they were coming. I was like, "Oh man." So we sitting, we're sitting there, and um, then the doctor walks in. And he's like, uh, He's like, I have great news. He was like, he's like ninety nine percent of the time, like this this machine is never wrong, like everything like that. He was like, but the machine made a mistake. And he was mm-hmm. like, you didn't have a heart attack, mm-hmm. um, but you did uh, something. Something had happened in my uh, my kidneys because I was I was so dehydrated that it was messing up my kidneys or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so you know, long story short, I was out for like two weeks of camp, and then um, then I finally got to you know practice again.
0: Bruh, (laughs) come on, you got to be kidding me. The very first day, pretty pretty much are are just heat stroke, dehydration, just like. Yeah. Man, after all that time, you know, um, everything that you've been through at the first school, you know, dealing with depression, and you come back, bruh, man, you, you you're strong bro you're strong you're strong a lot of kids man i i I'm telling you a lot of people would have probably you know given up by now, you know mm-hmm. um and i i'm I'm thinking forward of, of other stuff that you you didn't have right. to deal with so right all right man you i mean listen we know you at you were at pace you know mm-hmm. you 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 tore it up, I had people texting me um about you and how good you were doing up there and, and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that you were doing. So, you know, your, your, your first couple of years at pace, well, you know, you, you get on the field. Everybody's yes. set, talking about this dual threat quarterback out of pause, bro. You got to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so as soon as I got
2: back from, um, as soon as I finally got back from, you know, the heart thing and everything like that, uh, I was third string quarterback. So I was, this is about, Two weeks in the season, I was still third-string quarterback, still wasn't getting any playing time. So at the time, I'm like, all right, this is crazy. Like, I didn't wait three years. I came to place because I wanted to play. Like, this is ridiculous. So, um, you know, I was third-string quarterback, and then the, the starter had got hurt. And mm-hmm. then um, he was out for a couple weeks with a hip injury. So that was pretty much my time to shine. And um, I didn't get to practice a lot in the, uh, during fall because of the heart thing. So I really didn't know. I didn't have a full grasp of the playbook, but it was pretty mm-hmm. simple because it was an RPO offense. So it was pretty much just hand the ball off or you run or just throw it to uh, throw a hitch or something like that. So it was pretty simple. So I finally got my shot. Started, um, started versus Assumption. Started versus Assumption. That was my first college start Friday night game. Probably one of my favorite games because um, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just out there like I finally got my shot. I just want to play. So uh, I, pretty, I I did I had, a, I had a pretty good game, I had a, I had a pretty good game. Um, this is when assumption was ridiculous. They had Deontay Harris and they had Cody Williams, at quarterback, a really good defense. Um, but I, I tore them up, I tore them up. We ended up losing, you know, shout out to them. We ended up losing, but um, at all the pace old heads and alumni, I was like, that was one of the best quarterback performances we've seen. I finished the game with like 170 passing, 170 rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so that was the, that was the start. That was the first glimpse of that everyone was like, okay, wow. Like, who is this guy? So then I came back the next week. um, I think it may be a school record. I'm not sure. But next week we played Stonehill. And I threw for 240, threw four touchdowns, uh, Mm. ran a touchdown, and I threw a touchdown pass to myself. It got tipped in the air. I caught it, and I spun in. And um, I had got hurt, like, the first drive. um, So I was, like, limping the whole game. And then um, it was pretty bad, so I figured that was probably going to be my last game for a while. I didn't know how bad it was, um, so after the game, they had told me that I had tore um, a ligament in my foot, uh, the Lisfranc ligament. Mm-hmm. I had messed up my list the Lisfranc in my foot, and I was pretty much done for the season. Um, so that ended the 2018 season, and I was this close to not getting the medical red shirt. If I had played in those first two games that I was upset about at the time, I wouldn't have got the medical red shirt. So when I say God has, def- he has specified this journey beyond belief. I can't even imagine what I was like, it's just, it's mind blowing this whole entire story, but, but, um, but yeah, uh, messed up the ligament of my foot and I was done the season, um, but we went, we were seven and three that year. So we went from, you know, 0 and 10 to, to seven and three. And, um, and then the following year at 2019, that's when I finally, you know, was named starter from day one, um, had a little bit of hype around me from the two games that they had seen me play um, had a full, healthy um, season, and uh, we finished six six and four, and that's when I got offensive player of the
0: year, right. um, all conference, and everything like that. So, <clears throat> throughout that whole process, man, I'm, and I'm gonna tell you too, like when I heard about it, um, heard about you, I'm a YouTube YouTube head, so mm-hmm. um, I forget the guy's name, and it just slipped my mind. You were you were featured on a lot of his episodes on, on his YouTube channel, the running I think he was a running back. Um uh July AJ Green? Not AJ Green. It, a, a running back on your team. Um
2: oh oh Jalen B Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, J5. You, you, yeah. You made a couple uh cameos in there. So I'm like, man, this guy, this dude pretty uh, got a nice size on him. So, you know, I started watching the process and watching um what you were going through throughout that season. Away from mm. the field, it was pretty dope. I just want to um, give him a shout out for that too, because that mm-hmm. that that really helps a parent um, know how their kids would be um, off right. off the field. So, right. you know, 2019 season comes. You getting ready for the 2020 season, mm-hmm. and COVID hits. Yeah, so. Now, people if you if you watching this you got to keep up right so we didn't went to central connecticut state you know um lack mm-hmm. and then we had we we're, we're, we're now at pace and we dealt with a foot injury came back tore up the league offensive player of the year getting ready for the 2020 season. So, you know, yeah. that ball just going to keep rolling once you, you know, you're exactly. finally on the field, you're playing. You're, I, I know you were super excited for the season to come. Yeah. COVID hits. Yeah. Now what? You know, COVID hits and D2 say, <laughs> Division Two say, we not playing. Yeah. It's over. Season's over. Now what? What? What does Carlton Akins do? What does what Carlton Akin do at this point?
2: Oh yeah, the first thing that came to my head, I was like, "All right, am I getting this year back of eligibility?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I said. Listen, hey, no way, I'm only get two years out of this thing. <laughs> I better be getting this year back of eligibility. Yeah. Uh, so that that's immediately the first thing that came to my head, and I was like, "All right, you know what? Like, this could be a blessing in disguise if mm-hmm. we do get this year back, um, because the." Uh, right when it first happened, the lacrosse team up here, like lacrosse, baseball, all of them, they, um, their season got shut down and NCAA said, you get the blanket, you get the blanket waiver, you get the blanket right. red shirt and you get the year back eligibility. So around like July, I think it was like July 14th. That's when they told us like our seasons ended, but you get the, uh, you get the blanket waiver. So you
0: get that year back eligibility.
2: Mm. So it was all good. I had no problems with it.
0: <laughs> so now you, uh, all right, I'm cool. Got my year, yep.
2: get my master, I'll get. I'll be able to get my master's and anything like that. I was like, I'm, I'm cool. I'll take this year. out and get bigger, stronger. um I'm good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, at what point that you know where I'm going next, right? So <laughs> yeah, I know where you go. You know, you you were in school. You you, I'm, I'm gonna get my master's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna wait until next year, and then something clicks.
2: Yeah. So it was um. So before covid had happened it was already in the in the plan that I'm going to finish this this season the 2020 season at pace I gra- I'll graduate in the fall and then I'll put my name in the portal and uh play that following which would have been this year I'll play that following year at a at a D1 or somewhere else um just so I could prove to myself that I could still play at that level and you know just have that experience as a starter. So when covid happened and everything like that that kind of messed up the plan and then once I figured out that I had that year back eligibility. So I'd have been a grad transfer with two years. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hot commodity right now. Like, I, right. it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer to put my name in a portal. Um, mm. But um, so it was around October time around this time. Actually, I was just looking through the memories, but um, it was around this time last year and I had a conversation with Coach Rondo and my office coordinator and my parents and everything like that. And I was like, listen, like, I think I want to make this transition. Um, to the next level to prepare myself for the next level and everything like that. Um, so Coach Rondo understood. He knew what my goals were. He knew, you know, we already had a relationship outside of football. So he was like, how can I say no to my one of my sons? Like, like this is a great opportunity for you. Like, I know you'll go on to do bigger and better things. And Coach Rondo has a saying to, to leave it better than you found it. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, we had an emotional conversation. He was like, you left it better, better than you found it. We're coming up the two of the best seasons in school history. Um, He's like you, you. You cemented yourself in the record books, like you're. And he was like you're good. He's like you don't owe me anything. He was like you're good. Um, so then I put my name in the portal, and then the the recruiting process started all over again. This is like my fourth. It was like my fourth time at this point. Um, right. So yeah. So that took me into the recruiting process.
0: So you you hit the recruiting process. You make your decision. You you you, you make the decision to go to, to go south. And yeah. I'll let you speak to to the school that you chose and why you chose it, and 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 a little bit of your experience there. I mean, I watched a couple of games uh, of you playing.
2: Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so I, I had a couple offers. Um, I chose to go to Gardner Webb mm-hmm. in uh, North Carolina in a Big South Conference. Um, they had just hired Coach Lamb, uh, Trey Lamb. Um, this was this was going to be his first time as a head coach. He's he, at the time he was the youngest head coach in Division One football. He's about probably thirty three right now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I did my research on Coach Lamb. He was a quarterback in college. He had just hired his cousin um, Taylor Lamb as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And he um, he played quarterback in college at App State, probably one of the best quarterbacks in uh, the Sun Belt yeah. Conference history. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lamb and the Lamb name, because their their grandfather was a coach. Their both of their fathers. Taylor and Trey were coaches um, at the division one level. So the lamb name down South uh, holds weight. So when I asked coach Rondo about it, like what school should I go to? It was between Mercer and, uh, and Gardner Webb. He was like, well, Mercer head coach has been a head coach for a while, but you know, the lamb name, you know, it's just, a, it's a lot of knowledge behind that. Right. So I chose the younger, you know, the younger, the, the more flashy, they had the air raid offense, um, had two all American receivers at the time coming back. Um, great running back, uh, great online, great defense. And, uh, it was definitely, definitely the perfect fit. Uh, easy, no brainer question. No, no questions about it. Easy. Perfect. Took a visit there and I was like, yeah, this is, this is the place for me. Um, uh, Mercer came late and a couple other schools came late, even when I was committed to Garner Webb and I still, um, stayed 10 toes down and, and, and stuck it out at the web. Um, so when I first got there, are you, you go ahead.
0: Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, you, 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 uh, you getting into it.
2: Yeah. So when I first got to the web, um, I loved it. I loved the offense, loved the players, loved the facilities. It was finally that D one. I was like, you know, I finally, 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 and, and where I belong this is everything that I had worked for coming out of high school. Mm. Um, you know, my, I could see my dad in the stands. He's proud my family, everything like that. People could see me on TV. I'm on ESPN. Yep. Uh, I was like, this is great. Um, so, I was named the starter, pretty much. Like the, well, when I first had committed, everybody was like, "Oh, you going down there with Tavon Bowers?" Uh, and if people don't know who Tavon Bowers is, he was like the he was on the Netflix show, under the under, under the lights, um, mm-hmm. QB one. So you know he was yep. the number one quarterback, the number one quarterback in PA um, in 2000 class of 2017. Um, so everybody was like, "You going there?" He's a Wake Forest transfer. Like he he, he definitely wanted me to starter. So I, you know I was just the D two guy coming in. Nobody was worried about mm-hmm. me. Uh, so that was like another chip on my shoulder. So, you know, we competed and I I got named the starter after like a week. Um, coach lamb was like, you are one of the best quarterbacks that I've seen at this level. Like we're going to win a lot of games behind you. Um, so I got the nod, got, got named the starter. And then my first, my first start we played uh, was versus a ranked opponent. And we played Elon and they were 24th mm-hmm. in the nation at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So my first start was versus a ranked opponent. And, uh, first half first quarter or something like that i had to do like three picks i threw like three picks in my first start first first half of my first start versus a top 24 but going into halftime i'm an older guy at this point it's this like my fifth year so i was just like listen like we're good obviously we're still in the game like there's nothing that we can't do like everything defense is balling right now it's just the offense we gotta pick it up but once we pick it up it's gonna be it's gonna be lights out yeah and then that second half it, it, it pretty much was lights out um i think we scored like. 35 points in the second half. We finished the game 42 to 17, upset a top 24 team. And um, I was feeling, like I got named MVP of the game. I was feeling real good about myself. I think that's probably the the pinnacle come out of my career. Probably just finally like, all right, everything has paid off. Everything that I've been through, everything, the first half, um, throwing three picks and just, you know, everything that has going on, the depression, the injury, the third string, the, you know, every season in the injuries, everything. Right. And that moment, um, my dad had sent me a video after the game. It was a, it was a, a, a video of me coming out the locker room and just hugging my family. And I, I can say like, that's probably, that is my favorite moment of my sports career so far. Just finally like, all right, everything is paid off. I, I, I balled out in the second half and you know, I was like my, I'm here now. So after mm-hmm. that, I was like, all right, I'm good. Like this is easy. I can do it at this level. Like I finally showed that I could do it.
0: So um, let me, let me ask you real quick um as a player that that you know was a D1 guy didn't earn the starting spot right you're a freshman mm-hmm. but <clears throat> you go D2 mm-hmm. you te- you tear it up like you said you wanted to prove to yourself at that moment mm-hmm. when when you were running up and down running quarterback i think you, i think that was a game i'm watching you running quarterback power off the right side for a touchdown you you know mm-hmm. Yeah, people going crazy. Yeah. Was that the moment where you felt like you can finally breathe? Like, like I I I am what I thought I was. Like I'm as good as I thought I was.
2: Yeah, that definitely was it. Um, because when I was at Pace and when I had one alpha to player the year and everything like that, I think that's when I pretty much earned people's respect. Mm-hmm. Um that's when everybody was like, all right, like he can actually pay, play. Like, at the time, I was just like, you know, how I thought people were looking at me because, you know, everyone like that. Michael Jordan, like oh, he just said something to me. I'm a blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, they think I'm trash. Like, I'm coming off of a Juco. I didn't play. I left CCSU. So I was like, I was worried about everybody else. So at that time, I was like, when I had one offensive player of the year, I was like, all right, I proved them wrong. Mm -hmm. And then as I matured and I got older and, you know, I had to prove it to myself pretty much. And once I proved once once that had happened and once I was able to, you know, start getting D1 offers and then even name the starter at gardner Web, I think that's when I finally proved it to myself, like, all right, I can play. This is this is the level I belong. Like I've mm-hmm. I've done everything that I wanted to do.
0: And it's it's real it's it's funny because during that that process, that was like a conversation that I had with, you know, with my son. Um mm-hmm. of you know, you were going D1, and then at Assumption, they had um, the defensive back uh, go go from Assumption to uh, South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah, Collins Patel. Yeah. Collins Patel, and, and that's another guy I was hearing about. So it's, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of I, – I, listen, I have a different respect for Division two sw- football because I've been mm-hmm. watching with a closer eye and mm-hmm. it's a lot of the guys that are playing, I'll say a lot of them, they could play at that mm-hmm. next level. So For sure. talking, talking about that is kind of like, Hey, if I go here and I do this, this, and this, maybe I'll get a shot to go here and I can prove it's, it's always proved to myself. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. you just used, you said that because I think that's a, a, a big reason that a lot of kids coming out of high school may choose to go to the bigger division one school because mm-hmm. they feel like they're proving to themselves that that's where, oh, I can play at this level. It may not be mm-hmm. the right fit for them, but exactly. they're just trying to set out to say, you know what? I'm division one and ain't nothing y'all can say mm-hmm. to me because I proved it to myself. You get what I'm saying? Like did.
2: I, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm having this conversation with my little brother right now because he's going through the recruitment process, and you know the next part that we probably gonna talk about is me leaving. But when I was telling him that I was leaving everything, he's like, "What? You tripping? You tripping? What? It's D one. It's D one." So, but uh, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's definitely all about the fit and and other um, factors that go into it beyond football that people have right. to realize.
0: Right so that that those are some of the factors that um I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> before we get to the, tran- the the next transition or the next step <laughs> you know you, oh, yeah. you you talk about the fit off of the fill um we're mm-hmm. talking about the 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 community amongst the players and mm-hmm. all of those things people really need to think about throughout this process and figuring out where they want to go to school and and what college they want to be at, because those are some things that could make college great for you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or make it a process of, I want to get out of here. I'm, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you spoke to that earlier when you got to pace, you felt like that was home, right? So now you're, Mm -hmm. you're at Gardner web, you had a D one, you, you, you upset Mm -hmm. Elon, you, you, you in the mind frame, we're gonna turn this thing around and we're gonna win the big mm-hmm. South. Mm-hmm. How do we end up back at pace? Uh
2: so all right. So we finished the season two and two. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't Those, have the, the, the hold best on one of second. season.
0: Hold on one second. On. He, uh they finished two and two because it was a, a shortened spring season, not you know right. He, all right. So I just wanted right. to say that for people who <laughs> yeah. may not know. But go ahead. Yeah.
2: So we played four games. Uh, we finished two and two. Um, so I, w- I definitely wasn't coming off the strongest of seasons. Um, you know, you could you can blame it on the I was only there for a month before the season started or, you know, didn't have relationships with receivers or whatever. But um, definitely just didn't have the, the strongest of season. I was at a new body weight. I was about 225 at the time, 226. Um, just because they wanted me to be a little bit bigger. You was um, husky. So you was, was husky. Yeah, I was. I was. I looked back at pictures. I was like, "Oh my god!" You definitely was, I was husky. Like, oh my boy. god. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that was definitely it. Uh, one of the one of the things um, on the field. Um, definitely wasn't have the best, you know, season. And in, in the locker room, um, it was rough. So I talked about the two all Americans receiver, two all American receivers that we had and you know they kind of had the mindset that i had leaving pace um they had that mindset of me coming in it was just like you know we were here at the web we want to go play bigger football like mm. they were two all-american receivers they were one dude is at middle tennessee now and one dude actually ended up transferring to Mercer. he's like a shorter guy uh, all-american punt returner guy um so they were like we're out and they were one of the two biggest reasons you went there. that i uh that i went there i could mean, be two biggest reasons besides coach lamb and them um that i had went there like that, that all offense that we had if we stayed together would have been pretty ridiculous um so that was that and then you know just beef going between me and one of the receivers um just him not getting the ball as much as he wanted to and not understanding and you know that whole turmoil every, everything else was cool it was just the receiver room and me just them not getting the ball as much as they wanted um you know kind of kind of played a factor into it um and then towards the end um i had i was there in the summer so i was there for summer session 1 and summer session oh no i was just there for summer session 1 so to around the end of june and um we yeah, had just lost about like 7 I'd be 11 starters on offense, either people retired or ended up transferring. Um, So Coach Lamb was like, all right, we starting over on offense. I'm bringing in guys who want to be here. You know, uh, his whole mindset kind of changed. And he was just like, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm I'm starting over on offense. So he brought in a quarterback transfer, was talks about bringing in another quarterback transfer. And um, I was cool with it. But it was just a, a very specific quarterback transfer that he had brought in, which made it like, all right, this isn't a fair battle. Um, so Coach Lamb, like I said, that was his first year at uh, Gardner-Webb. He had transferred from Tennessee Tech, and that's in Tennessee Tech. He had a quarterback um, who was really good. He was like a freshman and sophomore All-American, uh, conference player of the year. Um, and he was there with Coach Lamb for like three years. So, you know, obviously this is Coach Lamb's guy. Like if Coach Rondo, right, right. of his coordinator, went to go be a head coach somewhere, I know they would bring me in. Right. Um, so, you know, just being an older guy and realizing that, you know, these are my last two years playing football, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a business at that level at the end of the day. So there's no no hard feelings towards them. When I, when I told them that when I had the conversation, like, I understand what it is. I just, you know, I just want to play because that's been my biggest thing from day right. one. Um, So I was like, if I was younger and I had a bunch of time left to go out there and compete against this young dude, you know, I'm an old man now, I was like, i would do it. I was like, "Um, but, you know, I I proved to myself that I could play at this level. Um, I've done everything that I wanted to do. Um, There's nothing else that I had to prove to myself. Um, Like, I, you know, I silenced all the critics. I did what I had to do. And so that was one thing. And the biggest thing was academics academics, you know, being younger and a young guy coming to high school, all you care about is D1, D1, D1. I'm going to play. I'm going to go D1. I'm going to go to the big schools. All that's cool. I had did that, but what people have to realize is football does not last forever, and that's one thing that I had to really realize uh, when I was going through this final transition Mm -hmm. is football isn't lasting forever. I have two more years guaranteed of football, but I have a lifetime left that I have to, you know, that I have to go through. Right. So um, I was in the MBA program, Masters, masters in Business Administration at uh, Gardner-Webb. And it was an okay program, but you could definitely tell just like, all right, you're D1, like we just go and, you know.
0: Push you through?
2: Push you through. Um, so <laughs> um, but, so definitely um, the, a degree from Pace, you know, holds more weight than a de- degree from Gardner-Webb. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was coming back, um, along with everything else that was going on, like obviously Pace is my home, and everything like that, and uh, Gardner Webb just was that D1 feeling. Um, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to Pace. I'm gonna get this degree. Um, I'm gonna go down as, you know, one of the one of the best quarterbacks, and you know, just just finish everything that I started there, and you know, really really just get this degree and finish building these relationships because I already had a great relationship with the president when I was at mm-hmm. Pace before. After I got the player of the Year, I sat down with the, the CEO of CBS, um, Phil Ionello. Like it's, it's certain things about Pace, you know, in the the status that I have here, that you know, you get a little bit special privilege outside of football, right. just sit, sitting down with the president, being on a first name basis with President Krislov or meeting CEOs, or you know, who they need somebody to be the face of this commercial, call up Carlton. Um, so definitely certain things um, that definitely brought me that.
0: So for those that don't know, Pace University is uh, a suburb um of new I'm going new- to grab my laptop charger. Okay, go ahead. So, uh Pace is is like a suburb of uh New York City. So, um they are really big in um communications. Um it, it it's a really a tremendous college. I mean, it's one that I was looking at as well. Well, not me. My son was looking at it as well. Um for him, that was like one of his um final one of his final uh schools when it came down to it uh i i didn't know where he was going um and like i said pace is a really nice school man it sits up on a hill i don't know if it's a hill or a mountain uh has a nice it's little like uh yeah it's the mountain you know it's it has this, really? this nice little uh town where you can get mm-hmm. um the food it has a, the, the train station right there the I mean it's it's a nice area, so i mean you're 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 back at pace. I'm looking at the numbers um I've looked at them um you you're averaging close to I'll say a little bit over two hundred two twenty passing a game mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. one game in particular I'm watching. And I, I you, you, you're you're moving to your left, I want to say, and mm. you you hit the ground. Yeah. So. Ladies and gentlemen, let me call to, I'm going to just run this clip one more time. All right. Uh-huh. All right ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, right. before we get to this part of it, you have to watch this video and then we're going to get into this part of it. All right. Let me let me put it on real quick. Like, I I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I said, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out.
1: Running back turbo.
0: Get a dash and I blow their brains. Got a cash on
1: a private plane. Got a cash on a private plane. Couple M's on the sound exchange. Couple M's on the sound exchange. Put your man on time to explain. Put your man on the time to explain. <laughs> I'm baby, with a wood green To a port, know the pilot by the name. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll out of Spain. Gonna, gonna, got a little fame. Ain't no cap my game. Range, quick, I can let it bang. bang. Rich nigga, I let it keep the key to change. change. Fake love, I don't care to really hang. You a dog, but I know you feel ashamed. You a Spit it up, know they wanna <audio cuts> uh, take the lane. Take the school bus, boy, the plane.
0: All right, y'all saw that, right? <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. In that video, Tino, shout out to Tino, man. He he did y'all yeah, he dirty in that
2: a, game. Tino. Shout out to Tino.
0: He did y'all dirty, <laughs> Tino, my bad. But listen, I said it earlier. What was so special about that was in the game that they played, Assumption, I'm watching the game. You go out the game. Mm. I later inbox you, yo, bro. Saw, I saw you go down. You know, hope you good. You right? Mm-hmm. You you inbox me. Nah, I ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. You know, it, it's so many yeah. words. Yeah. Tell the people what happened in that game. And um, and and they'll understand why that video was so special after you go ahead and explain it. So go 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 right ahead. All right. So I was killing assumption, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I hope you someone watching.
2: I was killing it. I was killing assumption. Um, nah, I was having I was having a pretty good game versus assumption. I yeah. had 130 Hundred thirty hundred thirty rushing at half hundred passing or something like that you was going and, uh, you was going like, off you was going yeah, was, off that would have probably been one of my one of my that would have been up there um mm-hmm. but uh uh it was about the third play first drive of the third quarter it was about the third or fourth play of the third quarter we're up at the time um and i had i was looking to my right and i didn't see nothing so i, I took off to try to run and the dude uh he had tackled me and he was sliding down my leg was caught and uh he tackled me, and I felt the pop in my leg. Mm-hmm. And immediately, um, I could—I didn't realize what I was saying at the time. But my O-line and everybody telling me like, "You he, he just like, ain't no way! Like, ain't no way! Ain't no way!" And that's what I just kept saying. Um, so I like—I tried to stand up, and I couldn't. So I fell, and then um, I felt the pop in my leg and my knee on the outside. Tried to put pressure on it, couldn't. Felt good for a second. I tried to stand up again, but I couldn't. Uh, went to the sideline, tried to put weight on it, couldn't do nothing. So I was like, all right, this is pretty bad. Like, I don't know how bad it is, but you know, I'm praying to God, like, please don't let this be ACL. Please don't let this be ACL. You know, it's definitely something in my knee, but I just didn't want it to be ACL. So um, got an MRI um, and, and my trainer kept saying that she thought it was ACL. So everybody was like, all right, like, this is crazy. So uh, I got an MRI from the from the team doctor. She told me that, uh, I had tore my meniscus and I was done for the season. Mm. So that's pretty much where I get the, uh, where everybody's like, Oh, what happened? Like, I thought you were done for the season when I had made that post. Right. So got the MRI back. I had tore, um, completely tore my meniscus. Like it's pretty, still pretty bad. And, um, I fractured part of my tibia. Um, just a small piece It's probably healed by now, but a uh, fractured part of my tibia. So. I had scheduled uh, an appointment with a doctor at uh, penn in Philly to uh, do the surgery and everything like that so I went in for the consultation and he looked at my uh, he looked at my MRI and he was like all right like yeah uh, Dr. Belkin was correct like you you completely tore it um he was like there's fibers in your in your meniscus and he was like you split it right down the middle like it's it's nothing there. He was like this is a, a good and bad thing pretty much he was like you tore it so bad that uh, it won't do damage if you try to walk on it. So I was like, well, if I can walk on it, can I jog on it? He was like, yeah. And I was like, "Okay." well, can I play on it? And he was like, and my girlfriend, she was sitting next to me at the time, and uh, she thought I was joking when I was in the car. And I told my family, like, all right, I'm going to try to play if I can. Um, So I was like, well, can I play on it? He was like, yeah, like, technically, like, if you pass all the tests, like, sure, like, you could play. and i was like no like i'm serious like if i could, if i if i do all this like will i be able to play on it will it do further damage and stuff like that he was like can't do further damage cuz there's nothing else there like you, you completely tore it so he was like if you get a brace and you um you know you, you pass all the physical tests running sprinting cutting and stuff like that you'll be able to uh you'll be able to play on it so i was right. like that you gave me the green light i'm giving 100% 10% i'm going to be back i'm going to be back this is about this was assumption. We had a bye week, and we had two games. And I was like, "All right, I'll be back in about three weeks." So, um, you know, tried to tried to crush the rehab. It was hurting. Um, you know, I had to do like one leg hops and stuff like that, and it was kicking my butt. Um, had to order a brace, order like two braces just to be just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally got the green light to go ahead and play uh, homecoming versus Franklin Pierce. Wasn't missing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so came back versus Franklin Pierce and, um, you know, finished the game with a, a career-high passing yards and four four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. You know, my old behind with one leg was <laughs> limping into the end zone. Um, but, yeah, it was a great game. Went to
0: overtime. It was a good one. Man, you, you, you put up career highs on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, when you think about it, that's <laughs> wild. Like, yeah. damn yo uh, man your, your story for real bro you, you're going to go down you know in pace history as one of the uh, best quarterbacks to ever leave that school and one of the best players in general to yeah. ever leave that school. but to do all, all that you've been through, bro, I mean you you are truly blessed because um to, to even have the opportunity to come back and do what you did is, is a blessing. You know, and mm-hmm. then to to come back and perform on the highest level and do the best you've ever done, it's like mm-hmm. it's amazing, bro. So like 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 mm-hmm. like I said when I when I inboxed you and said that I wanted to do this and get you on, mm-hmm. I like people know this stuff because we we follow you on social media or we may you know follow you know games and things like that, but even but, hearing it out of, yeah. out of your mouth through through your eyes through your your story it's still it's still amazing. It's still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why go ahead. When
2: I when I when I talk to people and um I don't know if you're a religious person or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But my dad's mm-hmm. a pastor and um just going through my journey from way back, like even when we first started talking about when I was in high school and stuff like that, it's just it's it's crazy how God does things in your life and you you don't understand at the time you may be going through something at the time and you just like all right like why am i going through this why am i going through this and it's such a blessing at the end of the day like you can't even imagine like i can't even imagine everything i had been through like when i think back like when i was at ccsu and i was depressed and like i had no idea i was in I had first transferred, i had no idea where i was going or anything like that i was just like you know that was my first time going through it. So I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, why am I going through this? Blah, 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 blah. But the blessings that God has gave me ever since that moment and the stuff that he He continues to bless me with is, you know, I thank God every day for everything that he has done for me. Um, and he's continued to do for me because it's like, now I know if I'm going through something, it's, it's going to be better at the end of the day. If my friends are going through something, I'm like, listen, look at my testimony. Look at things that I have been through because like it's going to be better. Trust me, mm-hmm. look at everything I've been through. It is going to be better. He is blessing you, and you don't even realize it at the time. But it's just everything I've been through, this crazy story is just like.
0: <laughs> Bro, you it's are crazy. blessed, man. And and, and shout out for to sure. your parents um, for sure for raising, raising you right. Um, so I, the, I'm going to get to the last little bit because we've been on a little longer than I thought but <laughs> yeah. it's 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 such a good story. I got people texting me, man. You probably see me keep looking down, but I got people texting <laughs> me like, "Yo, this is wow." You know yeah. what I mean? We've been through the war. So, okay. you know all of that stuff that you talk about, the ups and downs, trials, tribulations, the the you know, going D1, going JUCO, like all of that stuff, finding a home, feeling yeah. comfortable, uh player of the year, getting injured, coming back to play Mm -hmm. where does that strength come from where like where did you learn that like um I would definitely say how I was raised Mm -hmm. um
2: just you know growing up and hearing stories about my dad playing football um you know because he he broke his leg in college and he ended up finishing the game on like a broken leg and he still got a giant mark uh, just hearing stories about my mom, how she grew up, um, my older brothers and sisters, you know, hearing their story about how they were raised and everything like that. Is just, you know, it It just, when I think about it, it's like, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed at the end of the day. So whatever I'm going through, it, it could be way worse. So I'm not going to complain about anything that I'm going through. if I'm, when, it, when you're talking about sports, if I'm able to, I told my dad the other day, uh, because I'm, I'm actually finally done for the season at this point because I fractured uh my shoulder in the last game that we had played so I'm officially done but um I was joking with him like listen if I could stand back there and catch the snap I'm gonna play um so just 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 trying to just how I was raised and just the stories about my family because you know we are tough people just hearing my mom she from North Philly um so shout out to my, I know she watching uh but you know, she she's tough. My whole family's tough, um, and I can and I, I come from a big family. I'm one of nine, uh, one of one of nine, including my nephew. Um, so you know, we had to fight for attention. We had to fight, you know, every day for everything. So you can't be no punk growing up in my family. So you right. know, definitely definitely just thinking about that stuff and everything that I go through, and just you know, just trying to make my dad and my mom proud at the end of the day. Um, when I think back to it like I said when I had that moment at Gardner Webb and I came and i came and I, I hugged my whole entire family and everything like that um that's that's the stuff that I think about just trying to trying to make them proud trying to make them happy look up in the stands and see a smile on their face um that's pretty much what keeps me going at the end of the day and um and if I, when i first when i had got, tore my meniscus uh, my dad was like you know because we're not having the best season right now by any means uh, got a real young team mm-hmm. um he was like why come back to a one in or at the time we you haven't won a game, he's like, Why well, I come back to 0-14," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Listen, I'm a captain. I made a commitment when I was coming back. Like, I'm a play. Um, this is my team. I chose to come back. Like, I'm a play. If I could stand up, if I could walk, I'm a play. So that's pretty much where it comes from. Just owning, a, own, a, own it to my teammates. own it for the seniors. That's this. This is their final year, um, and just trying to play for my family. That's where it comes from.
0: So you you still have one more year left, right?" Yeah, seventh yeah, seventh
2: (laughs) year.
0: That's I mean it's all good, man. This 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 path is not like one that is like so simple, you know, and you probably Mm -hmm. look back at it like when you were sitting at home after you finally committed and was like, oh man, I'm gonna tear it up. But you know, this is this is Mm -hmm. part of life. And one thing I'll say Mm -hmm. is I mean, you 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 have your associates, you have your bachelors, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You're about to get your masters, right? Exactly. So exactly. Through all of that, you're going to come out on the other side of this ahead of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you if you would have if if you would have thought about it back then, you would have been like, "It's no way I'm coming out with my masters, right?" Like, <laughs> you wouldn't even thought yeah. about it. <laughs> if you tell me
2: my freshman year, I'd be like,
0: "What's a masters?
2: What's an MBA? Right. What's an associate? <laughs> what, what, what can I do with this stuff?" No idea what I was doing with that. Um,
0: right. Yeah. So. Right, and and you, sp- you you spoke about it. You know the 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 owners, the the CEOs mm-hmm. of companies and things like that. The the, the, relationships, the relationships and and all exactly. of that stuff that you're building. And and I'm watching mm-hmm. you um, as well. As I I see you as a student advocate for um, on campus. I you I see you speaking. I see you doing for different sure. things. So, I mean, you're not only just playing on the field, but you're making an impact in that community up at Pace. And mm-hmm. um I just wanted to say from 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 here, we watch you, we salute you, and we definitely respect you even yeah. more now after the day talking Appreciate. to you. And um Appreciate. I'm probably going to say something you probably didn't even know. But um mm. you, Y'all got to get that podcast back up, man. You and your brother. <laughs> I know everybody been talking about it.
2: When I was actually going through the crew process, a lot of coaches were like, "Oh, that's cool, like that's that's dope," because that's what my uh, my undergrad degree was in communications and sports mm-hmm. broadcasting. Okay. Um, but you know, my dad is a pastor, so when we, when he was at home during the COVID and everything, he had um he had all his equipment and video stuff at the house. So it was his idea, and he was like, listen, y'all should come up with this. Y'all should do a podcast called Fresh Off the Field. And I was mm-hmm. like, that name is tough. I was like, that's a tough name. Um, so when I was at home during COVID, that's it was easy to do it, but being away and not having the equipment or anything like that is kind of hard, um, especially now with these grad classes, because I ain't going to lie, these drums are kicking my butt. Uh, uh, so it's hard right now, but it's definitely, it's definitely going to make a reappearance for sure.
0: It definitely right. is. Definitely, man. If you need any any uh, help with, with some of that, I, I have some simple ways that y'all, y'all can accomplish that too. But, exactly. um, yeah, we definitely got to get that back. But, oh, yeah, Carlton, yeah. I want to thank you, bro, for uh, giving us a little bit of your time, a little glimpse into your life. Um yes, is, is there anything that you want to tell the people watching and, and even some young athletes that may watch?
2: Yeah. Uh, for the young athletes, especially going through the recruiting process and everything like that. Just make sure, create a list of things that you really want at the end of the day. And on that list or high on that list should definitely be education. Should definitely be education because football football doesn't last forever. And I know everybody says that all the time, but one day is going to be your last you know, couple games left in your career and you either going to have a degree that you like, all right, you can fall back on or you're gonna be stuck with, you know, a degree in basket weaving and have, you know, not be able to provide for your family and everything like that. So at the end of the day, just remember who you're doing this for. And to touch on the religious side again, like if you're going through something right now, just know it will be better days um, because, you know, I've I've been through the ringer. you know, I know we touched on it before, but I was, you know, in a really, really, really dark spot, really bad spot. I had my, you know, younger brother looking at me like, what the heck is going on with this dude? Family member, friends, you know, I, I was looking at myself in the mirror, like, I don't know what's going to happen next or where I'm going in my life. But, you know, just just to see looking back on it, just to see the amazing things that God has done for me. I, I can't even put it into words. I'm truly blessed. Um, blessed beyond belief. It's it's truly amazing. And um, but, yeah, that's 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 my advice for
0: these young guys. Yes, sir. Thank. I want to thank you once again. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We got uh, tons of people. Isaac Redman in here s- saying hello. Um, hey, shout out
2: to Isaac because <laughs> it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have went to the borough.
0: <laughs> we got uh, Corey Harvey. We got all th- your brothers in here. So um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching. We're going to try to continue to bring you one-on-ones with, with different athletes, um, no matter what sport it is, uh, different coaches, it's a lot of people out here with really good stories. And if you haven't followed Carlton, please follow him. He's a he's a good follow. Uh, you know, um, I'm a little older. You know what I mean? I ain't going to say I'm old. I'm, I'm I'm a little older. I'm a little seasoned. You know what I mean? But he's a good follow. Some of the young dudes, they ain't good followers. You, you see some wild stuff on their Instagrams and, <laughs> and things like that. But uh, he's definitely a good follow. Go ahead. Give your socials before we get up out of here.
2: Uh yeah. On on Facebook is Carlton Aiken Junior and on um on Instagram or Twitter is C Aiken two. C A I K E N two.
0: All right. So thank you guys for watching and we up out of here. Thanks, man. Appreciate you for having me. All right.
3: Yeah.